On this episode of Deep Thrones, we discuss House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 2, The Rogue Prince. We break down the politicking behind King Viserys' future nuptials. We dissect how badass Rhaenyra is becoming, and we get hyped for the alliance between Corlys and Daemon, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Welcome back, folks. I love that fade in. Uh, this is Deep Thrones. I'm your host, Sims. Your co-host here, Sheedy. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? We just finished off watching uh, season, season one, episode two, The Rogue Prince. The Rogue Prince. And who is The Rogue Prince? Well, it's... It's Will Smith after he slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> the Rogue Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> I, actually, I thought we would see a little bit more of Damon because yeah, he of wasn't in it that much. He wasn't in it he that much. He wasn't in it that much. But, but his I'm, scenes were fire, though. The scenes he's in. Damon, early favorite for most fire scenes. Fire scenes. And um, before we dive into stuff, uh, quick reminder... Please subscribe, like, yeah. rate us. Um, share on your Instagrams. Actually, we had a lot of people share us after episode one, and that was super cool. You guys are the best for that. So we're at Deep Thrones Pods, Pod across all platforms now. And TikTok. And TikTok. <laughs> Not just the Twitter, which Chris is holding down, or the Instagram, which I hold down, but we outsourced. We got a TikTok manager. Chris, why don't you shout her out? Yeah, so shout out Kins. Kins. Uh, great, great friend of the pod. Um, she's her screen name is the first of her name on TikTok now. Yeah. So you know, put I some respect get, on her name. We honestly like she was like, You guys should get a TikTok and we were like, We really don't know how to and she's like, Well I can show you and then she was like, you know what? It's really no hassle at all. It's pretty easy if you just send me the stuff and she's doing it. Pro bono. Uh we appreciate it. She's and doing an TikTok. awesome job too. Yeah, we had a bunch of views. I looked at it the other day. We got like our first TikTok has like five hundred plus views. Really? It might just be me and you just constantly <laughs> But no, so thank you for that. And we have another shout out, right? Yeah, shout out Rob Gallick, also yeah. a great friend of the pod. He uh, went out of his way to give us a shout out on Twitter and to like few. tag us in some posts of some very famous people that got us some impressions. And that's just the kind of stuff like we don't really ask you guys to do that, but when people go out of their way to do it, that's super cool. We really and, appreciate yeah, it. Good good pals of ours, Kinsey and Rob. Thank you guys so much for uh for what you're doing and the rest of you. I know we had a bunch of other shares. Uh and those people actually will be guesting coming up, so yeah. we can thank them face to face. And I also love the we've been getting a fair amount of interaction in our DMs and Yeah. Um just like responding to your posts and stuff on the Instagram. So it's been great. It's we been love great. you guys. And some of the some people I've slid into DMs recently haven't been responding to me. And that's frustrating. That's that's just rude. That's uncool. I if I put a fire emoji on your pick, you should message me back. <laughs> <laughs> if it's cool. <laughs> but I, what'd you think? What, first off, how you feeling this week? You have a good. You know, week? I mean, it was, it was a good. Uh, it was a good like. But outside the episode, how was oh. the week for you? Uh, it's, it's fine. How yeah. about the news that we got renewed for a second season? That was yeah. After not episode just, one, not just House of the Dragon, but Deep Thrones also got renewed <laughs> for a second season. Pretty super excited about. But yeah, HBO put out the statistics, and it was obviously it was like. Their most watched uh, debut of the year, and there were some good shows. I can't I th- remember I the other was, one. Euphoria was big. I think it was 10 million viewers at like the 8 o'clock airtime. At the 8 o'clock. Throughout the week, it was hitting like close to 25 million people watched it, which is crazy. 
Um, and immediately HBO said, all right, second season, you got it, which a show like this kind of needs an early uh, yay because there's a lot of moving parts. They film in many different locations. They'll have to do the CGI and all that. All that bullshit. So it looks like going forward, August will be the timeline. At least this time of year will be the timeline. Much like how Game of Thrones was usually in the spring, it looks like this will be a late summer, fall show, but no complaints here. COVID is the reason it was pushed back, but that early plug pulled for season two is exciting. It's interesting because now, like, they had a cap with extras at 150. Yeah, did you see that video? It yeah. was really interesting. But, like, in the new seasons, they won't have that because co- no COVID restrictions. So And they made it work. They did amazing work with that. But um, this was an interesting episode. We're going to get into it right now. Um, I would say a bridge episode. You've heard us, if you've listened to Deep Thrones, use that phrase. It's not necessarily a negative. It's When I say a bridge episode, I mean sometimes... You need to get from point A to point B, and sometimes you need an episode to get you to point B. And I would rather have bridge episodes than what season eight of Game of Thrones gave us. Because some bridge episodes in season one and two, you get some of the best dialogue, whether it be Jamie and Brienne and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, and and as long as the scenes are moving the plot forward, then then that's all you're looking for. One of the first things Chris said to me before we started recording was, man, it seemed like all the scenes served a purpose, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I grant it, is there necessarily fire and blood in that episode? No. But as long as it's serving a purpose for the narrative that they're trying to tell, you got to view a season of a, of a show as the entire thing, you know, so you need those bridges to get you there. Listen, if life was all climax, like you, you wouldn't even, how do you even move from point A to point A? Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I, the science isn't, I've tried, I've looked into it. It's, science isn't ready. Well, if it's more than four hours, like you got to go. Go to a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have health care. Um, I do. I'm kidding. Uh, but let's. You want? Are you ready? You want to get into this? Yeah, episode? let's dive in. All right. So first off, old intros back. Yeah. Uh, a new, the new visuals, the new CGI, but it's that classic Game of Thrones music. It's the same composer. Now, Chris, I guarantee you that's going to be a split reaction. People will love it because it's a callback. It's a um, sort of cultural icon that song. But a yeah. lot of people are going to be pissed about it. What's your take? I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. Is it lazy? I, I wouldn't call it lazy. I think it was an intentional decision because of how iconic it was. And, like, when you hear that HBO, like, uh, scratch come on. Yeah. Like, I think of that Game of Thrones song playing. And I still got, yeah. I mean, I still got goosebumps when it was on, so. I agree. Obviously, they made the visuals more fire and blood centric. Um, but I, I appreciated that they brought that song back. Listen, it's iconic. And they want you to realize that what, they're building a Westeros world at HBO. Mm-hmm. And this, they, I think they wanted to tie that in. They're not shying away from Game of Thrones at all. I yeah. think they're embracing it. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like we've talked about it a million times. Like you can't you can't just like throw it in the past because one season, mm-hmm. or I guess a season and a half was trash. Like right, I the mean, rest of it was still amazing and probably the best television I've ever seen. Exactly, I totally agree. Um, so we get that new intro, and then we just get a quick cut of the man that they call the crab feeder getting after it. Guys are crabs are eating guys, which do crabs eat human flesh? Is that is well, I guess they'll eat anything, right? Well, I mean, like if you have them in your pubes, that's what they're doing. They're eating that's true. flesh. Yeah. That's true. I didn't know it was big crabs. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, I got a soft-shell crab. <laughs> dude, you roll down to Red Lobster, pick up some dude, oh, crab I love, dinner. I love Red Lobster. Shout out Red Lobster. <laughs> um, but he's getting after it. I, I know his name is like Dragus. Kragos Drehar. I'll never get it right. Um, but this guy, they're, they're starting to play up that he is a threat and needs to be taken care of. And from there, we get just a quick shout-out. There's a small council meeting. Apparently, someone on the Kingsguard. Bounce, bounce, bounce. 
another one but Dude, that's... <laughs> I, sir ryan redwine passed who's like yeah. a legendary kingsguard man um he made his name under jaharis but uh then harold harold takes over who we talked about in the midweek mayhem so he takes over in terms of he's now the lord commander of the kingsguard right okay but they need to fill that seventh spot right exactly an open roster spot mm-hmm. um red wine goes on the ir the permanent ir and <laughs> they need to find a strong boy to, to and the seven chris i'm pretty sure back in our game of thrones days did a westeros history minute on the fact that it's seven king's guard reflects the seven gods right, right it's just yeah. it's all c- it's cultural. all seven i mean yeah it's they're, all they're, sevens, big, they're big on the sevens Seven eleven, yeah um, uh, and Lord Corliss comes in. He's hot. He doesn't give a fuck about the King's Guard. He's mad that Viserys is wasting time because some of his personal fleet was destroyed in the Stepstones by this crab feeder, and his men brutally murdered and fed to crabs. Yeah, Corliss stands to lose the most due to this stuff on the Stepstones. So he's got he's got all the trade coming in to High Tide and Driftmark. He made his riches mm. off of overseas trade, so this directly impacts House Valerian. Yeah. And I think, too, it's interesting is, like, episode one, Lord Corliss was very measured and calculated, and he's sort of at his wit's end, and it's just episode two, and he's kind of like, all right, he's way more vocal in this episode than he was in episode he's one. Pissed. That's sure. He's pissed. He's been, like, he yeah. feels ignored. Yeah, well, it's not only that. It's his, it's his ships. He even references his men, you know. It's sort of like, these are my dogs, and now they're going down, and the king is sitting on his hands, and it sort of is frustrating. And Viserys and Otto are still, like, hesitant to even listen to him on it yeah well there's a lot of stuff too we find out in this scene that's just sort of disposition like uh, half a year has passed since emma's death yeah uh damon took uh caraxes at the end of that episode and it turns out that he has gone to dragonstone and is just holding up there he just took it by force with two thousand gold cloaks yeah they went with him and were like yeah we're your army i guess instead of the city watch so so who's watching king's landing now though they didn't address that like they is didn't it just address a, that at all, a shit right? show there it's i mean maybe maybe they just hired brought in new because it has been half a year so maybe they brought in just new guys to be you know gold cloaks um and then rhaenyra uh brings up that she could help assist harold wester is his name harold westerling yeah help him with um picking the new king's guard she sees a bunch of cool choices they said a lot of names um i, I think um well We'll see a couple times throughout this episode, but like Rhaenyra also gets ignored. It's like Viserys made her the heir, but doesn't. Oh really right, care that scene about... beforehand, she actually said to Viserys, "Like, yo, you got dragons. Yeah, you can use these to enforce, you know, the king's justice, whether it be on the stepstones or whether it be with Damon." Mm-hmm. And Viserys sort of shuts her down. And I think what's interesting about that too is like they they brought up and it's kind of cool to see the the politics in it. They're like, listen, we've never waged an open war on the Stepstones. That's a big. That's like a World War Two well, implication. Uh, it, so it's with the free cities, with not the free so much cities, the Stepstones. With the free yeah. cities, um, uh, which like it, the the free cities alone wouldn't be as big of a threat, but because three of them are allied now, it's it's very much a like, do you do you want open war? A lot of people are going to die if that's the case. So. Yeah. And the answer is always yes. It's great for the economy. <laughs> if, if, if anyone ever asks you if you want open war, just say yeah and see what happens. Um, and then we go to that scene where Rhaenyra is picking some King's Guard with uh, Harold Westerling. And Otto shows up because Otto's got to put his little mitts and everything, guys. Otto yeah, he's, he's slippery. He is the new Baelish. He's got those greased shoes. He's got Heelys on. <laughs> he just slides in. And he's like, yo, who are you picking? 
And Rhaenyra, you verbalized to me in this scene that she impressed you. You want to tell us why? Tell us some of the options and what she specifically was looking for. Yeah, so the first guy who showed up was just a nerd. I think his name was Desmond Karen. Yeah, he's a Karen. Uh, total Karen. Uh, <laughs> total but like, Karen. They're, they're, so Harold's talking about these so-called feats that they've achieved, and it's all just like tourney stuff. So eventually Rhaenyra's like, okay, which is there anyone here who actually has battle experience? Which to me makes a lot of sense. Like, you want to be, you want to have hitters on your squad. You know, you don't want to have just nerds that have fought in tourneys. So Kristen Cole's the only one with combat experience. He comes in and she chooses him right away. Right, and she's like, yeah, who's going to defend that ass the best? And she chooses Kristen Cole because he's a little handsome. He's she, a handsome she, boy. She, she no, looks she a little smitten the right, with him. She is, but technically the right choice. The yeah, I, yeah it, it makes, it's it's the logical choice here. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but after that scene, uh, Alicent visits Viserys and they talk about his fucking dorky Legos of Vis- of Valeria. He's got a Lego collection and she's like impressed. No chick has ever been like, let me see your Bionicles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, look at this. You want to see my Yu-Gi-Oh cards while we're at it? Allison, honestly, is sort of dope as shit because she's into the, his dorky little, like, he's Whoa. like, this is old Valeria. She, she's playing the game. She's not into that shit, but she's doing what Otto wants her to. Um, I, it is funny on Twitter. A lot of people were wondering if Viserys like built all those models himself, and they actually addressed like the stonemasons built it. Oh yeah, well I mean, yeah, that makes sense. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah. People it was were, very impressive. Like people on Twitter were like, "Oh my god!" Like Viserys is is a professional. Uh, I don't know what the word is for, but like a little builder, like a Lego guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're Legos. They're Legos. And Rhaenyra and Allison then chat in the sept, and Allison just teaches Rhaenyra like how to pray. She's like, "Yeah, you just light a candle and say some words. It's pretty but cool." There's a little sexual tension there. There though. is. It's undeniable. I think we got to bring it up because it has shown up on Twitter a little bit, and people even asked us after week one if we saw it. There is like this weird uh, sexual tension between Rhaenyra and Allison that isn't addressed in the books, mm-hmm. uh, which the show we saw a lot in this episode. They're kind of do- they're cutting their own path. I love it too. Um, not, yeah. I mean, both the sexual tension and like the creative freedom. Sexual that tension the show is just is life is better with sexual tension. I feel like that's why that's what makes Deep Throne so successful. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that we have sexual tension? But no, but just with everything else around us. You know, I look at that couch and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they like they touched hands and um, it, it was a very passionate scene. And then um, from there, it actually goes back to Viserys and the Valerians, right? Yeah. So essentially, Viserys treats with Corlys and Rhaenys, and Corlys and Rhaenys, like I said, are way more vocal in this episode, which is really cool to see. And Corlys just flat out says a couple of things: one, be tougher with what's going on in the Free Cities; two, King needs to take a wife. King is of Targaryen blood from Valeria. We're the only other living house from Valeria. The Valerians date back. I have a daughter. King needs a wife. Yeah, she's 12. Whatever. This is ancient. <laughs> Listen, we all acknowledge how awkward and weird it is. It's disgusting. We have to put ourselves in that medieval mindset. Right. And like to bring to your, your point about like the Valerians being an ancient household and stuff. He, it's a fair proposal. I mean, if if they get married, there's there's no show. Right, because exactly. it, because there's no dance of dragons. Yeah. So right. th- this is one of those opportunities, and we'll point these out as we see them. But this is one of the opportunities where conflict could have been avoided. And they do a good job too of showing um, sort of 
Yeah, where it could have been avoided, the human aspect of Viserys. At this point, he's been talking to Alicent for half a year, right? Episode one to episode two is half a year. We could assume that her visits to discuss Legos has been ongoing, yeah. right? It's not been twice. It's been over the course of those six months. Lena is 12. That's a little awkward. So there's a lot of things in Viserys's heart versus his mind, which sadly, good man often does not equal good leader. Is that, I mean, right? Right, yeah, 100%. And one thing before we move on from this scene... Corliss is bringing up a lot of strong points about how the crown's vulnerable. Um, this is where we really see like Viserys, his, his indecision and his yeah. his wanting to please everyone is literally bringing the realm apart. He's a pushover, and he doesn't have the balls to sort of understand what the right choice is. And even if he does know what the right choice is, like marrying Lena, he probably knows is the right choice. Mm-hmm. He, We will see. He rolls over on the right decision. Yep. Uh, and then he eats. He has a little bit of dinner with, with his daughter, Rhaenyra. They haven't had a really great discussion since Emma's passing. They begin to at this dinner, and it, Rhaenyra's happy to see that he... Um, misses the wife as much as Rhaenyra misses her mother... But he does acknowledge, and she does acknowledge, that she understands what his duty as king is. And then, um, what was it that Rhaenyra, she like started to say something and he cuts her off? The stepstones. She's like, also, like when it comes to the stepstones, remember you're the king. And he's kind of like, hey, let's not talk about that. Yeah, he, She's just, got bigger balls than her dad. It kind of blows my mind. And, and like, yeah, I get it. Like a patriarchal society, very uh, sexist society. But, like, if you name her heir, like, you should be having those conversations with her. A hundred percent. But we see him do that even in fairness with male members of the small council, where if he's not getting getting the passive answer that he wants, Mm -hmm. he will direct it toward passiveness, you know? That's true. We discussed this with even all the hot talk he has about Damon throughout episode one, and we'll see later in this episode, like... He gets hot, and then he'll calm down. Because also, like, what's, he can't do shit to Damon. Um, and after dinner, uh, we see Viserys is sick. He's got a really... His pinky, dude. Oh, my God. His shocking... His shocker days are over. <laughs> oh that pinky's got gangrene. That thing's going to fucking fall. It's like jet black. Dude, I wonder how his back's doing, too. All yeah, his wounds are, are infe- infected. Caused by the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. And, they, and as Chris has discussed many times, the throne will reject... You know, and it's more, I think metaphorical but this dude is getting like infected from this he's He's, got tetanus he's getting cut up he's getting cut up he's getting fucking jabbed up and then he tells otto about the proposal which like otto kind of seems on board at least at least outwardly um and then the grand maester also hard agrees on it you know what i love about otto is his face doesn't change and the reason i say that is because it's it's definitely it's a character choice by reese eifens who plays otto hightower and it's because it's he's a politician he's a poker poker face he doesn't want he doesn't even want the king to know what he's thinking yeah because he doesn't want i mean if he reacts oh what then the king will be like okay well why is he so against it too Mm -hmm. hard against it but otto plays it very much like hmm interesting choice by the valerians he also did have a moment of humility when he was talking about how when his wife died and he wouldn't wish to have that decision on him he humanized himself humanized king viserys and i think he didn't even say necessarily no to it as much as he said patience. You're the king. You can be patient. I think he. I think he's playing the long game with his own daughter, who mm-hmm. he sent to him. He sent Alicent into, into you know King Viserys' in those quarters. Chambers. Yeah, in those, ooh, those, dude, those, those chambers. Those chambers with those Legos. Dude, if I get a girl back to my chambers and the Legos come out, game over, <laughs> dude. It's game over. You're like, you want to see my Millennium Falcon? <laughs> you're, you're like, hey, do you want to check out some toys? And then you just bust out Legos. Yeah. Just like pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. Um, let's see where are we at from there. 
So they they go to the garden. Uh, so it's like Lena and Viserys are walking around the garden. And like when this scene comes on, she's so tight. Like Rhaenyra is supposed to be 15 in the show. Yeah. But like she looks like she, like the actress is 22. Yeah. But then there's that Lena actress, actually might be 12 years old. Yeah. So that was very creepy to see them. But Viserys too does a great job of like acknowledging the creep. He hates it. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to be with her. He acknowledges that like it's a great choice for him because it's that Valerian Targaryen blood mixing, which is honestly perfect for the realm and would avoid most every issue yeah. that we're about to see. But there's the human element of who Viserys is, which I think is what we loved about Thrones, is that human element, which is you make mistakes because, the, you know, love is the death of duty kind of thing. We're seeing that almost here. And uh, I think in this half a year, he's kind of fallen in love with Allison a little bit. And we also, again, going back to the patriarchal society, Lena's very much like a pawn in this pol- politics yeah he even says to her he's like are you just saying what your father wants you to say and she's Mm -hmm. like yeah she admits it and you feel bad for the girl because she has no say in who she's marrying Mm -hmm. she is told it's a great thing you'll marry the king but she has no fucking she doesn't mean anything to her yeah they just they discuss balerion a little bit which is cool and they discuss vagar who i guess at this point is kind of doing it yeah he's just he's wilding out yeah he's fucking (laughs) dude vagar is just absolutely just off to the perkies and there's this, oh my God, one of my favorite scenes of the episode, Rhaenyra and Rainey's talk shop. And it's a little heated. It's, they, I love that like Rhaenyra in the six months, I feel like she's grown so much since she was named Eris. Yeah. But Rainey's doesn't back down either. They have a very real discussion and Rainey's says to Rhaenyra, she's like, well, Rhaenyra takes a jab at her, calls her the queen that never was. And Rainey's goes, well, guess what? You're not the queen yet. Yeah. And your father is going to remarry. And no man will kneel to a girl. It's just a fact of things. She's like, well, you name me heir. She's like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, she, she, she Men even, will sooner said, put the realm to the torch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And she said, he'll remarry, he'll have a son, and he yeah. will be king. Yeah, she's like, that's just because that that's is the, the order of, of things. That's the way of things. Yeah, and, and it's a very sort of tense scene. They're going at it a little bit. And I was like, oh. But I love the premonitions here, though. Yeah, there's a lot of foreshadowing going on, like... Mm-hmm. And honestly, Rainey's has been around the block, and she's not. I don't think she's doing this to be a dick to Rhaenyra. I think she's just like, forget about game. I spit the truth. Yeah, she she's very uh, cunning and just like straightforward. Yeah, and then Viserys um, has another fucking toy session with Alice, <laughs> where he's like, where he's like, all right, I trust her. Now's the time I show her my fucking you know my Beanie Baby collection, and he tells her that he is to remarry, and she's sort of like any. Who's the prospects, you know? Yeah, just another scene of them bonding. I don't know that there's... Sort of an awkward conversation. It's just bonding. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not really going she on. She also... There. I mean, she... She, she gives him the new like, dragon. Yeah. He that's... dropped it earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. He dropped one of his toys and it broke and she got it fixed for him. I wonder if she's still wearing her mom's dresses. Cause, yeah, she's Because those dresses are nice. Those are nice. The green, very green. The tie towers are big on the green. Well, it, the one the one with the blue with like all the cut, like uh, not cuts, but like it showed some skin on it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, skin, yeah. Um, and uh, so she gives him that new dragon, and then Otto busts in. And he's like, yo, we got to have an emergency meeting, ASAP. And he's like, okay, let's go. And then he looks at Allison, and she kind of looks at him, and he's like, hello, <laughs> daughter? Yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> daughter, you doing your job? Um, and then they find out that a dragon's egg was stolen from the dragon's pit. Damon leaves a little note basically saying, my Siri is pregnant. 
I'm going to marry her. And I wanted uh, to keep with Targaryen tradition. She'd get the dragon in the bed of the baby. And bold strategy to like not even try to divorce his old wife. He's just taking a second wife. We haven't even seen her yet. Do you think we will? I mean, we got to, right? She's got to at least pop know. up at I some point. I don't know point. that we'll see her. She's just fucking like, <laughs> that's the husband. She's, he's doing his own thing. She's a ghost passing yeah. in the night. She's just, oh, wow. Deep. She's want to pretend that airplanes in the night sky. <laughs> um, but so, Damon's... And this is honestly... Uh, Otto puts it kind of in plain terms and he's in from Otto's perspective like even if early on he looks kind of sleazy everything he says here is true like Damon has taken it Dragonstone he's taken the gold cloaks with him he has an army and now he's stolen and Otto calls it a weapon which is true a dragon's egg grows up to be a dragon yeah and it's of course Rhaenyra out of nowhere interrupts the small council which she's a cupbearer and but she now doesn't see herself as cupbearer anymore. She sees herself as the heir of the throne, and she mm-hmm. asks in Valerian to the dragons like pits the workers. Yeah, she's like, "What egg did he steal? It was Dreamfire's egg, which is the one she had chosen for Balon, her yeah. brother, the heir that never was." Which is that that part's like, like Damon, you couldn't pick any other egg, dude. Like that's kind of a chop move. And I mean, we should assume Damon knew which egg it was. Yeah. Right? Because kind of it seemed like when she brought it up in the next scene here that he that he knew that it was Balon's. Exactly. No, I agree. Um, Otto and Allison. Then after that sort of treat, they have a quick conversation. Otto's he, just straight getting suited up. Yeah, but he also says to her, "He's like, you're the most comely girl in the realm. Quit doing this to your nails. Like you're ripping them apart." You, you can tell that she rife with anxiety. Like she she acts the part like because she knows that that's her duty, but she hates it. Yeah, she does a better job, though. She she understands her job. Right. And I think she internalizes it, which is where the self-harm uh, comes in. But she's just sort of picking her fingernails to the point of blood. And uh, Otto sort of is like, cut that shit cut that shit out. But he is getting suited up. And she asks Sir Kristen Cole, of course, the newest member of the Kingsguard. All the Kingsguard are going with Otto because he refused to let the king go. Viserys wanted to go. Yeah. He's like, no way, Jose. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's the right move. I mean... As a king, you just you project power from your seat, right? And I gotta say this, yeah, exactly. And I I will say that this is where Otto, for me, is not very Baelish esque. I think Baelish would have squirmed his way out of a situation that could be potentially dangerous. To Otto's credit, he's like, "Fuck it, I'll go." Yeah, yeah, he's he's willing to put his his money where his mouth is. Damon's sure. not a big Otto fan, so they hate of each other. All the people to go, it's ballsy. Well, it almost ended in bloodshed. Yeah, well, so we're, it, gets, it gets close. Um, they go to Dragonstone. They, arrive, they got some cool ships. They're crossing this big bridge. Dragonstone at this point, very decadent. It's been upkept. When we see Dragonstone, of course, in Game of Thrones, it's in disrepair. Yeah. But at this point, as Chris said, we're 200 years earlier, and it was a time of great decadence and great riches for the realm. As they're crossing the bridge, Damon's like, no need to meet at the castle. I'll just meet him on the bridge. And he's there with Masseria with his gold cloaks, and he's got the egg. He's got the egg, and Otto rightfully is like, this is treason. He he doesn't, he goes straight at him verbally, and, immediately. And like, again. He calls out the gold cloaks for it, too. He's like, your, your duty is to your king. Yeah, and to your point, like, sending Otto might have been an awful decision because Damon, they, they're just jabbing at each other, and then they... Bust out swords, literally almost comes to blood. Not only that, but Caraxes in the background, the blood worm. Caraxes shows up, the great equalizer, because that's when Otto's like, fuck, like, I'm screwed. Did you notice when Caraxes roared? I thought it was 
one of the better dragon, including Game of Thrones, the best dragon visual. It had like slobber falling out of its mouth. It did look awesome. It, it was one of the better dragon visuals CGI. Very detailed, and like even they're giving them like unique voices too. Like his roar yes. sounds different than Cyrax's did. Speaking of Cyrax. The clouds, much like the fucking shark and jaws, you see it, it's like breaking water, but it's breaking the fucking clouds. They're up above the clouds on Dragonstone. And then Cyrax zooms in. Mm-hmm. Rhaenyra on Cyrax shows up. And it's everyone's like, good God, good God, that's the princess's music. She's coming <laughs> to the ring. Good God. <laughs> it was, I was not expecting that. So in, in, in Fire and Blood, they discuss the dragon egg being stolen by Damon. Right. Uh, they discuss Miseria being pregnant, but they don't really get into the details of no. like how they get the dragon's egg back. Um, so I thought that the way that they did it in the show was awesome. I thought this yeah. was one of the cooler scenes. I agree. I episode. think this was the big scene of the episode. Again, Bridget episode, but still brought a little bit of heat, which is what you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Rhaenyra is the only one that prevented bloodshed there. She shows up. She goes. She crosses right past Otto. Otto's like, "Whoa, hold up, princess!" And she's like, "No, no, no." Dam- she knew Damon would never kill her. Mm-hmm. They have a bond. Damon loves her, even though he's kind of embarrassed at this point that his niece is big time. And she, they talk in Valerian. She's kind of like, "You have my egg, essentially," and she's like, "You also have my castle. I am the princess yeah. of Dragonstone." And he sort of is like, all right. And he turns around and then tosses the egg over his shoulder. She catches it and no blood is shed. You know what was interesting? Um, when Damon basically made up the pregnancy. Damon and Mysteria talk the next scene and he says it was made up. Yeah. Which we didn't know that from the books. Had no idea. But I'm wondering, like, what's the what's the angle there? Did he just... I think he wanted the dragon egg. <laughs> yeah, like, what? I think he wanted the dragon egg. He wanted two dragons. Yeah, they got to play up why he did that, right? Mm-hmm. Or is that just him? Or is it just Damon being a rogue prince being an asshole? Is that possible? It, it, it's possible, but I feel like I feel like there's got to be a meaning behind it. Yeah, we'll it, see what it is. And maybe it was he was politicking to just get that egg. It could be that. And I want to give a quick shout out to this podcast I've been listening to called Deep Thrones. Because these two hosts discussed in these preliminary episodes how the show writers really had this creative freedom because the book was a history book written by kind of unreliable sources. And we're seeing how in the book, if you read the book, pregnancy was as real as anything else. Mm -hmm. In the show, it was fake. So shout out to those two very handsome, genius, or comely, some might say, hosts of that show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do we meet these guys? I don't know. I got to get on that podcast because it's, I mean, they're just great guys. Uh, But I I do agree. I want to see to what end that was that what purpose that served was it just to get the dragon egg did he just want another dragon maybe he figured he needed one and it seems like he's absolutely setting Viserys up for failure yeah she acknowledges it she says like i i got with you for safety to be free and he's like free of what and she's in fear because she's lived a life of a woman who's been sold um you know into slavery back when she lived in essos and now she's mm-hmm. in westeros and is with the fucking prince of west thinking you'd be safe and all of a sudden he's putting kind of her neck on the line. Just all sorts of hijinks. Yeah, but by saying she's pregnant, like King Viserys could take a Joffrey approach and be like a direct threat yeah. to my egg cut her head off, you know? And I mean, again, like he's protected because of his status, but she would be the first one to die. Exactly. That's easy. the easiest way Viserys could take care of it. And it's, of course, horrible to say, but it cut, her, cut her head off. You I know? mean, did, wasn't in Game of Thrones, didn't Cersei like order all um, the babies killed? All, babies killed? Like, all, the, all of Robert's bastards. And there's a scene that's seen in the brothel, which was rough. From there, Viserys holds court one-on-one with uh, Lord Strong, which we love to see because Lord Strong is a character who hasn't had a one-on-one with Viserys yet. He's just been a small council voice. Um 
And he's the master of something. Master of laws. Master of laws. Whatever. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. Yeah, what a dork. And him and um he and Viserys asks him outright, he's like, Lord Strong, what do you think about this Lena situation? And he and he of course says this is the right move. Yeah, uh, for a couple reasons. Makes a lot of sense that not only like bloodline wise, but also it's a it's a strong, wealthy house, one of the wealthiest in the realm. Yeah. And it, it's going to solidify, like, you're not going to be weak anymore. If people have a perception yeah. that this crown is weak, marrying Lena Valerian would immediately flip that script. And he also mentions that Corliss has been a little irked lately. And let's not forget, Corliss controls over half the realm's ships. Yeah. <laughs> and Viserys says something like, Lord Corliss wouldn't dare, like, not, you know, <laughs> it's like, wouldn't dare, dude. We'll see. He, he'll truth and dare. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one plays. Yeah, out. and then Rhaenyra talks to Viserys upon her return. Viserys is fucking shook that she left, but immediately is a pushover as soon as she's like, well, I got the dragon egg. And he's like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> and I, I like, it. there's two things there. He might just be a pushover as he usually is, or it, it could have been like he mentioned Emma, or he thought about Emma, and then I think he like softened up because of that thought. Yeah, because Emma, apparently, you know, he sees a lot of Emma and Rhaenyra, and it was cool to see Emma for an episode, and I, I kind of wish we had more with her, but, you know, Rhaenyra sort of is immediately showing why she should be the heir. She's sort of mm-hmm. diving right in, like Chris said, in, in that six months, she's really grown a lot, which I like, and I, we needed that time jump, I, I think. Yeah, and, well, we'll talk about that later, but it looked like next episode, there's going to be a pretty decent time jump, too. Yeah, with a little bit more action, too, some battle scenes. Uh, Viserys holds a small council meeting after that scene with Rhaenyra, where he announces that he is to remarry, and he's going to, of course, upon everyone's request, marry Lena Valerian. Psych! He's marrying <laughs> Allison Hightower, because he loves her, because they've been talking for six months. Corliss is pissed. Rhaenyra oh, so is pissed. pissed. Allison's kind of like, oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Corliss gets up. He says it's... Otto looks those dead eyes at Corliss and nods at him. He, what, what did he say? He didn't say it's a farce. He said, like... This is a... It's like he said... He to, to, he does say it's a farce, essentially. Yeah. We don't have the exact... But he's like, this is absurd. It's This is an absolute joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otto's like, hey, this is your king. Corliss storms out. No one stops him because, again... They're all ballless. Mm-hmm. Rhaenyra's got Rhaenyra tears storms in out. Eye. She's pissed because her best friend didn't like. They had been hanging out for a fucking month, and even earlier in the episode, Viserys had kind of hinted at Allison, like maybe don't tell Rhaenyra that we're hanging out so much. Mm-hmm. You know, this would be like if my mom was single and was like, "By the way, me and Chris are getting married." I would be a little shook about it, and then I'd be like, "All right, cool, that's cool." Play well, God, well, I play for, first with my of all, dad. <laughs> first of all i'm a good friend so i wouldn't do that but second of all even if i did have to do that i would give you a heads up before. yeah just a heads up i'd yeah. appreciate it i'd give you no heads up oh wow in okay. fact i have to tell you something after this episode. <laughs> oh my god in fact we have to have a very serious conversation all right, young cut, man cut, dude stop the recording all right edit that edit that um but yeah so everyone's everyone's angry except otto allison the other sort of small council members, we don't really get their reaction, but wouldn't Lord Strong technically be like, Viserys, you just fucking talk to me about yeah. this. I, well, I think, are they all sort of at Otto's beck and call regardless? Well, I was going to say, I think uh, Lionel Strong is very much like, he's going to stay quiet until someone asks him. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is why I think Viserys brought him in, because I don't think he would have heard his opinion otherwise. Yeah, no, I agree. And and then Beesberry and Melos is that Maester's name, Maester Melos? Uh, Grandmaster Melos, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I believe that's his name. Yeah, and so they all sort of are just like, oh wow, curveball, hey, but all right, good for you. Uh, but again, Corliss, who is like 
of all of those lords, maybe he's not the most politically cunning, but he's like literally the strongest yeah. physically in terms of what he offers to the realm, in terms of riches, in terms of a fleet. Mm-hmm. He is politically cunning enough. I just don't think he cares about playing the game. I think he's more direct, whereas yeah. Otto's more behind the scenes. And he also, I mean, Rainus is a dragon rider. Lena's a dragon rider. Lenore's a dragon rider. So he's got three dragons in the fam too. So yeah. count that in. And then the episode ends. We're at Driftmark, uh, the, the seat of house valerian right mm-hmm. and we see corliss having a conversation with someone who we don't see at first first in the scene it's cool because i had read that they his home is very ornate because it has his uh, collections from his nine voyages they did show some of those which yeah. is cool but, but, and they showed him that some of the cool things he's collected and the big reveal he's talking about you know we both are constantly looked over we both deserve better and uh, chris said oh i bet he's talking to damon i was like well maybe rainies but no it was damon very cool he brought damon to driftmark to talk shit about viserys a little bit yeah and, and it, to talk about the issue on the steps on the free cities so in the books they they said that uh corliss called a war council on driftmark which that you know if it's a war council damon's gonna walk in and be like he'll know it's ready to go to war. Right. Um, in the show, they they played it off as Corliss had to convince Damon, yeah, to go to the Stepstones. Which um, I, yeah. I again I, I like the angle. Um, I do too. I don't want to like fanboy over it too much, but I do I do like what they're doing so far with the creative freedom that they've been given. I agree, and I like Corliss a lot. I like this potential Damon Corliss thing, and and sort of one of the things I liked was. Damon made him earn it a little bit. He was like, all right, well, you're kind of insulting me about all this second son bullshit. And then Corliss took a little bit of a jab at Viserys. And again, as me and Chris said, Viserys and Damon, like, they love each other. Yeah. all this, and Damon said, I can speak freely of my brother. You won't. Which I thought was pretty cool. Damon sort of saying, like, ease it. It's you. He's your king. Say what you want about Damon, but he is a family man. He's a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> See, except for his wife <laughs> oh well fu- yeah, yeah fuck her though that. who cares dude mysterious <laughs> as smoke who cares i think yeah but he's blood like his blood family yeah. right he's he's loyal to them and yeah, great ending and it looks like what we saw on, on next week on game of thrones Corliss and Damon are gonna go to the Stepstones and figure some shit out with this crab feeder fella. Yeah, and it seems like it like one of the quotes in that preview was that they're losing um, yeah. Which in the books they they said they like pretty much had an easy time on the stepstones. Right, um, I like that angle because yeah. think of it this way: it adds a little tension because it seems like they're both going there without Viserys's leave. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they do lose or suffer defeat, Viserys is gonna be fucking pissed. How funny would that be? Right, I doubt they're gonna lose overall. But they still will have to answer to Viserys, one for going without leave, two like let's say there are some big losses. He'll be like, yeah, we won, good, mm-hmm. but answer for this and we'll we'll dive into that preview in in the midweek mayhem that will drop this wednesday so don't miss that so chris what's your rating let's do let's get to the segments or to the first to the end of the review as you might say yeah yeah. i'll let you have this one what's Um, your rating so this was a setup episode a little bridge bridge episode and like we talked about the scenes move the plot and that's all you're looking for in an episode for like this so i give it a six and a half wow i give it a six Dude, you you copy my notes. You no, look at my notes. No, I can't read. <laughs> Last week I gave mine an eight and a half, and you gave it an eight. This week, so we are tied this year so far in terms of total yeah. rating accumulation. Yeah. Which I'm going to keep track of that. Yeah. You guys heard me say this track. on air. I never will. I will not remember next episode, but I'm going to try, <laughs> and we'll see at the end of the at the end of our run who has the high. And it's not a competition at all because it would. But a six to six and a half would be a good stat. 
Best line, Yas Queen. I think I went first last week, so I'll give you it this week. Okay, so my best line was from Corliss Valerian uh, when he's talking to Viserys and telling him the importance of marrying. Yeah. And he said, to avoid a storm, you must sail into it or around it, but must never await its coming. Oh, good line. Good line. I say that to the ladies all the time. I wonder if that's... I wonder if that's like actual. You're a boat guy. Is that actual technique? If you if there's a storm. Yeah, no, I honestly, if it is second, there's a threat of rain. I'm like, we're canceled, <laughs> <laughs> and I go home. Um, uh, mine. So I had two best lines, and one was Viserys: "The glory of old Valeria will never be seen again." Mm-hmm. True, and then of course was um, Rhaenyra. When I am queen, I will make a new order. It's yeah, very Danny esque. Very, I'm gonna break the wheel. Except she's not a mad queen. She's a it's a happy little princess. Right now. Yeah, well, we'll see. That's funny. So my Yas Queen was actually, when I'm queen, I'll create a new order. Really? Yeah. I love that. I love that. And my Yas Queen was Viserys to Corliss at the end of the episode, uh, discussing, of course, Viserys, he said, it was never my brother's strong trait. And then Corliss goes, what? And then Viserys, or Damon goes, being king. <laughs> that was, I actually laughed pretty good at that. Yeah, he just sort of burns his own brother. But again... He can make fun of his brother. He loves his brother, but he won't like stomach even Corliss taking a slight jab at him, which I appreciate. Yeah, that Damon blood runs hot. He's also speaking the truth. It's not he's not the best at being a king. No, no, for sure, for sure. Um, hottest moment. So my hottest moment was that standoff at Dragonstone between Damon and Otto. Yeah, and Rhaenyra showing and up. Rhaenyra be, yeah, showing. It was a hot old. Well, round. when when they showed Craxies, I was like, uh oh, uh oh, this <laughs> is gonna end very well. Otto was like, freeze. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> well, Otto's so confident. He's like, you guys are all gonna die here yeah. like, if you try if you try to fight. And then Craxies shows up and, and just like, read out that growl. And Otto was like, all right, one second. He probably peed his pants. Well, like, remember he was like, sheath your fucking steel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's like, all right, let's relax. Um, mine was actually Rhaenyra and Rainey's conversation. That was uh, a you great know how scene. I feel about strong females. I love being, I love a woman who can put someone in their place, and they both could put each other in their place. Which it's like, who's getting put where? <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't bully him. Don't bully me. I'll come. Uh, <laughs> Mount Rushmore, and this Mount Rushmore is because Damon decided to sort of take off after last episode. He wanted to go have a nice, fun six months summer. On Dragonstone, me and Chris are going to do our favorite summer activities. And and taking Dragonstone would be on there. That would be a fun summer activity. That would be, that would be like the equivalent of what? Going to the dunes? <laughs> <laughs> going to the Indiana sand dunes. Uh, all right, so wait. Ah, first pick last week was you. you. Had, right? Was it me? Oh, yeah, because I selected uh, prevent defense. Yeah. Was the first pick. So you get the first pick this week. So uh, all-time summer activity, day drinking day drinking you can't you can't you can't beat it there's something about the sun being out and just having a crispy dude when you start day drinking and then it seamlessly flows into night drinking and then technically it's the next day so you're day drinking again (laughs) and then your wife leaves you oh my god can't beat it fun summer activity (laughs) um Mine is simple. It's boating. Uh, what beats boating? What beats going to the playpen uh, in Chicago, Illinois? Uh, and boating's just fun. Boats and hoes. Boats, boats and, and hoes. I gotta, I gotta have, have me, me the boats and hoes. Oh, dude, we need a version of Corliss singing that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, right, dude. We who's who knows how who, to like work? Who can, Kinsey? Can you do that too? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. Uh, uh, number two for you. So mine's baseball games. 
good, oh, good red-blooded American activity. Yeah, that's fun. You know, the White Sox are, are not great. disappointing right Cubs now. Cubs are bad, so all Chicago teams are not, not bueno, but that's great. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. Mine's going to be simple. Mine's going to be walking through a park. Mm, nice you know, little stroll. Nice little stroll. You ever stroll? You ever fr- when was the last time you frolicked? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I must admit, I got to catch up on my fr- frolicking. You're due, dude. You're due. You've been so busy buying a house and, and, and getting the house set up. You just need to frolic. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with bachelor parties. Or yeah. slash bachelorette parties. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, summer, summer's a good time for those. Summer's a great time for those. I agree. Mine is going to be um, uh, uh, fireworks. Nice. You do fireworks in the summer. You don't do them in the spring. You don't do them in the fall. New Year's, you don't really do fireworks, do you? People do fireworks. Yeah, maybe people, a little bit. I feel like it's less from individual homes and, and more, more like from a like show. events. Yeah. yeah, but I'll say fireworks. It's not like a hot summer's night, and you t- cap it off some fireworks over Lake Michigan. Kanye wrote a song about it. So fireworks are cool, but you know what's cooler? What's that? Bird watching. Oh, I love birds. Dude, you get some... There's nothing better than like going outside and just... What, looking at them yeah and you're just like look at that thing you get a bird <laughs> or they're flying and the you know yellow belly sap suckers and uh pigeons cocks eagles <laughs> yeah. yeah all that bird um watch. other birds uh dude i don't even have a fourth let me think um oh when was the last time you went for a nice bike ride okay i actually i fucks heavily with bikes bikes are fun and motorcycles technically you could only do in the summer so all sorts of bikes you know you shouldn't really motorcycle in the winter because you could slip on ice and die uh and then well, just, traffic's bad cold. enough as it is be cold yeah but also it's just more dangerous yeah they say you shouldn't do it honestly you shouldn't try motorcycles are death machines you shouldn't ride well, them anyway well if you ride you, you you gotta wear a helmet yeah you gotta wear a helmet but don't do it because you're gonna end up as 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 roadkill <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your... Did you do a fourth? You haven't done a I fourth. Did. Yeah, I got... Oh, did I not? No, wait, did you go first? Yeah. I then had uh, day drinking, baseball games, bird watching, bachelor parties. I had um, boating, walking in the park, fireworks, and uh, running over motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you vote who you're fit, who had the best four. And ooh, oh, next segment is you blew it. You blew it. And I am not prepared. It's my one job. Uh, well, I'll lead us off here. Um, okay, do it. And I'm just going to be a little long-winded as you pull up the clip. It's, it's pulled up. You can go. Okay, cool. You're good. Um, so mine was Otto at Dragonstone. Yeah. Um, he he would have lost it, but Rhaenyra came in and saved the day. So Otto Hightower. You blew it. You blew it, buddy. You, you blew it, Otto. I don't know if I love you yet. We'll see. I might end up loving you, but not right now. I don't hate you either, though. I'm very neutral to you. Uh, my you blew it is the the team of guys whose job it was to guard the dragon pit and the dragon's eggs. Yeah. When they're just like, yeah, by the way, one got stolen. Uh, like, dude, come on, man. You had one job to and do. Then he, and then they're like, but there's this nice letter, letter that was left. Yeah. Though. Oh, the parchment, this thing. Oh, my God. It's like when you send in a resume on that nice, thick paper. Oh, yeah. And it was well written. So um, you nameless individual. You blew it. You blew, you blew it. it. You fucking blew it. Be better. Be better. And... I hope King Viserys cut off your head. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, strategy with Lord Mims is the next segment. Chris, uh, we're talking about this crab feeder here. Corliss has been telling the king now for half a year about this crab feeder. The issue's not going away. He's starting to attack crown ships, crown men. If you are King Viserys, without the power of hindsight, you're not a man who's read the books, you're King Viserys, do you act? 
Should you act to avoid war? Should you have acted by now? What would you? How would you have handled this issue on the free cities, the Stepstones? So I think when I first would get the report, it would be diplomacy time. So you reach out to the triarchy and like, hey guys, please cut it out. Which is Viserys said he did that. Yeah, but problem persists. Six months later, you have a strong fleet and dragons. I think you go all out, take the Stepstones. And then open up diplomacy again from a position of strength. Yeah. And say, all right, we can we can share these or, you know, we can both duty levies um, on trade that comes through here. But yeah. like it, you can't just like murder our ship, people on our ships and stuff. I agree. I agree. You know, what's funny is I was going to say this to you when we were watching the episode. I thought to appease Corliss, what he was going to say was, I'm not going to marry Lena, but you're right. And I'm going to send you to handle this issue on the Stepstones. And Viserys didn't do either. No. And it said shit in, in, in he, there's, there's a turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> he He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, like, good guy, but, like, he, he's yeah. he's making all the wrong decisions. I'll be honest. Otto has him wrapped around his finger right now. Of all the kings, uh, of all the small council people, it's Otto who he listens to and he trusts. And it's weird. It's almost like the whole Rainey's Viserys thing from the days of Jaharis is kind of... And it, they haven't addressed it at all. This is me completely going off the reservation. But it's almost like Viserys has Corliss there just for the sake of it. Because, he, you know, well, I want got to appease these guys. And it's like, why doesn't he heed his counsel more uh, strongly? Yeah, I think, didn't Lionel Strong mention something about, like, the bad blood would be set aside or whatever? From yeah, the, from so there is, counsel? you're right, there is the insinuation there. Mm-hmm. Because Rainey's obviously, the way she talked to Rhaenyra, hasn't handled it well. Um but no, interesting. interesting. It'll it'll be cool to see in the in the future episodes how that d- dynamic between Rainey's and Rhaenyra changes. Right, it, without giving too much away. Right. But yeah, these dynamics are ever fluid, and things will. People you think hate other people, or people you think love other people, that's all going to flip within a matter of episodes, maybe next season. But we're definitely going to see the groundwork this season. And it, I again, I think it's very cool, like seeing the dialogue choices that they make um, because it, it adds drama to a, I mean, let's be honest, fire and blood was a pretty dry read. I agree. I think too, and this is such a blanket statement that I'm sure I'm going to get flamed for and maybe deservedly so, and feel free to slide in at deep thrones pod on Instagram and let us know what you think. But I think characters on game of Thrones, like Jon Snow, like Danny, who are like quote unquote, the stars had a very linear story. A lot of things happened around them, but they were, the character was always the same. And that's why I think people they flocked. Like their strong moral compass. Right. And that's why people flocked to Jamie and they flocked to Theon and even Cersei. Who and the fuck flocked to Theon? I just mean when you see his story is ever changing and he's a uh, dick yeah. and then he's broken down yeah. and then he redeems himself. And I think with Fire and Blood and specifically this story, a lot of these characters are change a lot. Mm-hmm. And their allegiances change. Who you think they work for changes. Who you think they side with changes. And I think there's a real human element to that. I mean, what what George says it all the time, but he he says something along the lines of, <clears throat> um, "Another Arby's sandwich, please." <laughs> <laughs> Number seven with a sprite. Oh, uh, but basically, he says like the these guys like there's no good or bad. Like everyone, right. it depends on the situation. Everyone's humans human. are capable of great evil, and yeah. humans are also capable of great good. I I can't That's get over it. his voice. It's him. Like, humans are, and then he's like, "Oh fuck, I'm I'm gonna cough." <laughs> Um, my diabetes diabetes oh shout out to that guy uh unnecessary titties chris yours 
Ooh. Uh, how about you go first? Mine is Allison Hightower ripping her nails. Um, because I bite my nails, and there should have been a trigger warning before that. It is <laughs> because like, they said the pregnancy dude, scene. It does. It does look like like you look at it, your fingers kind of like hurt a little bit. Yeah, like I bite my nails, but never to the point of blood. She's going to town, and I get it. I know what it's like to have that anxiety, Allison. Just battle through the hard times. <laughs> Hop on that king dong. <laughs> I, wanna, I wonder if they have like anxiety meds that Maesters can give. Dude, yeah, yeah. Back then, it was just I think heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, opium. Yeah, this will um, calm you down. My unnecessary titties is Damon stealing Balon's egg out of all the eggs. Like, yeah, like that's just that's just like dunking mm. on a dead child's probably not cool. <laughs> probably not, <you laughs> probably know why. not cool. Hashtag um, last week. This is the podcast where we're anti Edward. We're also anti dunking on a dead child. And that's yeah. all one hashtag. Hashtag. We are honestly we're setting ourselves apart from all the other podcasts out there because I think some of those podcasts out there are fine with dunking on dead kids. Dude, <laughs> dude you ever have you heard the unreleased tapes of those podcasts? Dude, you guys don't want to. Let me tell you something. There's some good 4chan and, and Reddit channels I can get you on. Um, oh, Trial by Combat. Trial by Combat. All right, so this week's Trial by Combat is about us. Hmm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Long last, we need a Deep Thrones movie up in this bitch. All right. No. It's a it's a dramatization of the Deep Thrones podcast. All right, one day before recording, we're doing something we do often, which is we're at Culver's, getting some nice butter burgers, getting fries. Welcome to Delicious, right? Uh, accidentally we take the order of a high-powered crime boss we take his food we don't know they give it to us on accident right uh he vows vengeance all right and long story short we go to our recording studio it's trashed laptops turned over the microphones are fucked up but then chris you know we're both dramatically sad we're like oh my god someone wrecked chris runs behind the bar to the fridge he's like oh my god the miller lights are gone the crispy boys are gone right so we vow vengeance and then it's just it's literally just a john wick but with the deep thrones boys going off the perkies right oh the studio's been destroyed we go on a reverse revenge tour all right fucking up the many mob members tied to this boss to get intelligence because we want to find out where he's located in chicago uh and we want to get to the top guy in uh, what I'm calling a Deep Thrones colon the movie colon sauce tour. It's a double colon. Let's go. It's a double dude. colon sauce tour. Deep Thrones colon the movie colon sauce tour. Uh, the budget is 275 million dollars, uh, and there's <laughs> there's a very elaborate fight scene on top of the Willis Tower, Sears Tower, for those of you from Chicago. Uh, where Chris has one of our podcast mics and he's swinging it over his head and he hooks it onto a helicopter that the boss is in <laughs> and he climbs up it and it's gonna be dope. Uh, and I was thinking we could get the crime boss could be played by like a cool older actor like Jeremy Irons or something like that. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. And then there's a scene where we we waterboard a mob guy with a crispy large Pepsi from Culver's, and we're like, "Welcome to delicious." Um, <laughs> and it's just imagine Are this. That, is Culver's a Pepsi? They're a Pepsi. Yeah, oh, they're a Pepsi. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. You got to listen. If they're going to be a sponsor, Chris, you better brush up on their drink choices. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not ice cream. It's frozen custard. Uh, and just imagine this. <laughs> imagine this really quick. This is the trailer, right? This this guy, he's tied to the mob boss. He wakes up and he's in a room and he's tied to a chair. And it's just like his the vision is blurry and it's dark in the corners. and There's no one in the room with him. And all of a sudden, me and Chris slowly step out of the shadows and it's dark and he's this poor mob guy is about to be tortured by us for intelligence, and you just hear this. Um, this episode of Deep Thrones, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm in. Yeah, that's I'm it. In. Deep Thrones colon the movie colon so, sauce like, tour. So who's playing us though? Us. We're playing. Uh, or should we get actors? Dude, I'm thinking. Yeah, we got to get. Oh, like 
I need uh, Dude, Kevin Hart. Ryan Gosling will play you. And Kevin Hart will play you. Play me. That'd be actually hilarious. That'd be will switcheroo. But it's Kevin Hart in whiteface. It's Ryan Gosling. No, I think for me, obviously, the obvious choice would be like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Or we can get one of these young actors, like the kid from 1917, since I'm such a 1917 stan. Oh, he doesn't uh, look like uh, me. What's it, Schofield? I would want Denzel Washington's son to play you, John David Washington from uh, Tenet. He's really good. He's also in Black Klansman. Uh, he'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be if good. we're going like good actors. Yeah, but otherwise we'll do. But like, is Kevin it? Hart. I mean, is it? Is it like an action comedy or is it like drama? This, this is a drizzling intense thriller. Oh, what didn't shit. you get about what I was just reading? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My Did bad. you miss out? Do you want me to read it again? No. no, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that's. Uh, uh, yeah. So we're gonna make that happen. So listen, if you guys want in on a multi-million dollar enterprise, get in on the ground level. You're gonna right? want to invest. Investors, possibly you. Possibly you? Question mark? Question mark? You still got that? You still got that two grand from COVID money? This is what you do. You send it to us, and we invest. We do what we want with it. And yeah, I mean, the movie might yeah. come out. If you give us money, we'll do whatever we want. <laughs> I just want to be very clear that we're not going to necessarily put it toward this movie. Hashtag uh, sauce tour. We maybe we should start a GoFundMe. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. I, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, because, like, with a GoFundMe, don't you... Like, people have gotten in trouble for not having the money go to a cause, right? Right. Yeah, I don't plan well, on... Well, what like if the cause this. is just, like, give us money? <laughs> does it have to be... Does, okay, you're right. We, so we're not going to start a GoFundMe, but we are... Uh, our Venmos are open. We should make a Deep Pods, Deep Thrones pod Venmo. Venmo. And you guys can honestly tell us to say things, and we'll do it. Wow. For money. For a price. For a price. Dude, for a price. how much for feet picks? Of mine, yeah, or of other of my oh for free oh well we're, we're trying to make money right, uh, but yeah no solid episode I thought we're gonna go with a six Chris went with a six and a half mm-hmm. got anything you want to close on Chris uh, no I mean we we appreciate the support like we said in the beginning follow us subscribe like Rob Kinsey Ali Kayleen people who shared um, uh, Curtis people who shared uh, our at Thrones pod last week that was super cool you guys we appreciate that that was real neat thank you we love you guys at Deep Thrones pod. Hit us up. And uh, Allison hit me up. Why don't you uh, pick my fingernails? <laughs> I don't know. That's gross. Sorry. <laughs>